Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Back by no one's demand but our own and uh, exhaustingly from our home office here in Elizabeth Park in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee, as I sit here taping this uh, late Thursday evening, getting to your podcast feeds. I'll be honest with you guys. Buck Rising, by the way, is my name. How's it going? (laughs) I'm a little delirious, a little slap happy. It's been a real pain to put this podcast together uh, because news keeps breaking. It's been impossible to stay ahead of things. So here is how we are going to lay things out. Because by now you know that Kevin Byard is now the highest paid safety in the history of professional football. Taylor Lewan is in all likelihood going to miss four games uh, to start the 2019 season because of a failed PED test. Whew. So what I'm going to do is we're going to acknowledge the fact that Byard got paid. Congratulations, Kevin. Got back from... Titans report day, first day back at school, right? So we have five players who we talked to, Derrick Henry, Corey Davis, Harold Landry, Kevin Byard, and Taylor Lewan. Lewan's first public comments since releasing his video announcing his own PED suspension. And I think it's important for me to play that press conference in full. The Lawan story is the biggest story. Oh, and by the way, Mina Kimes of ESPN is on today's show. <laughs> it's been a disaster. Lawan got suspended. Mina Kimes came on the show. So thankfully, Mina was available for that part of it. The Bayard news broke late last night. So it is, it, it's well-deserved. Congratulations to Kevin Bayard. There's really not more that I can add to that story. But I can add details to how soon I knew about Taylor Lawan. So what I'm going to do is we're going to break up this podcast this way. I'm going to throw now to my initial thoughts that I taped yesterday directly after Taylor Lewan got suspended with the details that I had beforehand because I've been sitting on this story, I'll be honest with you, for about two weeks. It's been that kind of week. So we will go to that. We will then play the full press conference from today, so you have the context of today's comments from Taylor Lewan. By the way, kudos to Taylor Lewan for handling it as impressively as he did. He waved the PR staff who tried to get him off the podium uh, after a certain, certain amount of questions, and to his credit, he stood there and took it all and took it in stride and did it well. I, I was incredibly impressed with Taylor Lewan today. And half of you are going to think he's a cheater, and half of you are going to think he got robbed. But this is the situation. So we will, I will share my initial comments. We will then go to Lawan. We will then go to Mina Kimes. And then we will get the hell out of here because this has been the impossible podcast and I'm just trying to get it to you on a Thursday. So tomorrow is the opening of training camp. I will have much, much more news and notes. Stay tuned at a to z sportsnashville.com. But without further ado, let's get to me from yesterday gas bagging about what I knew about Taylor Lewan. 
Taylor Lewan, is facing a four-game suspension after a test came up positive for, for the banned substance Ostrine. I believe I'm pronouncing that correct. Lewan put out the video. We will uh, play for you the audio of that video now. We will get to an interview that I did with Mina Kimes directly after the news broke because, you know, A to Z Sports was on the case. In fact, if I'm going to disclose this information to you, uh, I got to let you know, I knew about this about two weeks ago with Taylor Lewan and the potential that he could be facing a four-game suspension. And I will get into the details uh, of that here in a second. But first, I should let Taylor Lewan speak in his own words because this is, in fact, his situation Uh, And I'm somebody who believes that the athletes should have the opportunity to use their platform to get their news out of their own accord. So here is the video, courtesy of Taylor Lewan, at TaylorLewan77 on Twitter is where you can follow the big guy, and an emotional video. Without further ado, here's that audio. My name's Taylor Lewan. I'm the left tackle for the Tennessee Titans, and I'm making this video so it comes from me and from nobody else, and it doesn't leave anything up for interpretation. I received a letter from the NFL a few weeks ago saying that I failed a drug test for Austrian. Austrian is a supplement banned from WADA in 2007. It's known as a SARM. Uh, the way the CBA works is a strict liability policy. So I'm completely responsible for the things that are in my body, whether the supplement I'm taking has it on the label or not. I want everybody to know that I've never taken the supplement knowingly and I've never cheated the game and I never will. I have notes. Those things don't really matter. What really is important to me is that people know that I'm not a cheater. I went and did a polygraph test about Austrian and knowingly taking it, and I passed that test. I've never taken anything that would cheat the game. I'm so sorry to the Tennessee Titans. It's just hard. I'm sorry to the Titans and the fans that I won't be there for four games. Um, I've never uh, cheated myself and I never wanted you guys to feel cheated and I'm sorry but uh, I'm going to be better for this I'm going to come back I got my my supplements tested by a third party Um, and uh, I'll release that polygraph there's also been letters on the UFC Clemson and other NFL players that have failed for Austrian as well I'll make public um, and I'll do whatever I can to prove that I've never done anything wrong in regards to supplements or taking anything knowingly. Um, thank you so much for watching this video, and thank you to everyone who supports me. That it was left tackle Taylor Lewan in his own words, uh, as is his right. Um, but sources have been reaching out to me and to us at A to Z Sports uh, over the course of the past two weeks about this. This is something that Taylor Lewan knew about before today. Obviously, the pre-prepared video package uh, indicates that and that he released it on his own terms. This is something that Lewan has known about for a little while. How long exactly, uh, I cannot say, but I can tell you that that is the situation. So let me fill you in on what I know. Because as we sit here today, Lewan is saying that he has been suspended. That technically is not the case. In essence, Taylor Lewan suspended himself before the NFL could suspend him. 
Here is why that is the case. Taylor Lewan, and this is according to Adam Schefter and the league policy, because this is what is typically required when a player fails a drug test. Quote from Adam Schefter about three hours ago, Taylor Lewan's A sample tested positive this summer. That's what he's referencing. But the results on his B sample have not yet come back from the lab. If the B sample matches the A, he would be facing a four-game suspension. But the test results are still pending. That is the case, uh, courtesy of Adam Schefter of ESPN, and helping us fill in the blanks on a report that we at A to Z Sports have had uh, ready to go for the majority of this week. We knew this was coming. And it's, it's difficult, right? It's, from my perspective, I have a couple sources on this. There's nothing going on at the league in New York about this because he has not yet failed that second test officially and because the team did not know about this before this information came out today. That was the case, or at least the majority of the people working for that organization and that franchise. This was something that Taylor Lewan is is holding himself responsible for. I saw Bernard Poller rip Taylor Lewan's ass today for not knowing what he was putting in his body and not buying the Taylor Lewan, the $80 million tackle for the Tennessee Titans, did not know what was in his body. This is where I will further the story. He's talking about taking his supplements that he was taking that helped trigger uh, this this test or trigger this drug test by the NFL uh, that he ended up failing. And so I heard from a source that Lawan went to this anti, or excuse me, this independent anti-doping laboratory. It's called Aegis here in Nashville. That happened on Wednesday, July 10th. He was there to show proof of the supplements he was taking, as he mentioned in that video. I was told, per a source, that Taylor Lewan brought in a total of 27 supplements when he was only registered with Aegis for 23 of those supplements. So now this complicates the story a little bit. It advances it, but it complicates it at the same time. I don't know what the other four supplements are. That's not information that I have received. That was as far as this source that gave me this information was willing to go. I don't know at what point, I assume it's because he failed the drug test previously, perhaps not fair to assume, but that he failed the drug test, took his supplements in for testing, and then realized, okay, this is the situation. So now you have a situation, and we'll talk about this with Mina Kimes of ESPN, because she just wrote a cover story on Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns, who the Tennessee Titans will face in week one. Now you have a situation where Lawan is is likely going to be suspended. Um, Paul Kaharski, I saw, tweeted out that Lawan's planning to appeal. It is very, very rare that an appeal like this with two positive drug tests, if the second drug test is in fact positive, we will wait to see whether that comes back. But this sounds like a man who knows that this second drug test is coming back uh, positive and matching with his sample A, as, as was mentioned earlier by Adam Schefter. So now you face the first month of a season, in a pivotal season, 
against a defense with one of the best defensive lines in football. Sheldon Richardson, Larry Ogunjobi, Miles Garrett, and Olivier Vernon. The Browns' defense is legit. You face that without your $80 million left tackle. Not only do you miss that, does LaJuan miss that game? He could miss if the suspension is upheld. He will miss the home opener in Week 2 against the Indianapolis Colts. The Week 3, the only primetime game that the Tennessee Titans have in Jacksonville. And Week 4 in Atlanta against the Falcons. That's really, really tough. Especially with a retooled offensive line, uncertainty, a quarterback with Mariota who's going to get beat up in Week 1. I can tell you that right now. And now even more so, Roger Saffold will be able to mitigate some of it. I don't know what the situation with Jack Conklin is, even though he's not on PUP. Dennis Kelly will be seeing reps, assuming that Conklin is totally healthy and ready to go for week one. You still have Tyler Merritts on the roster and Kevin Pomfield who can shift out to tackle. But that's the situation. And it's it's really, really, it is both damning for Lawan and to a degree for the team. But this is something that I saw from Jason Spray on Twitter. Jason Spray is somebody who trains the Titans defensive backs who Logan Ryan and Kevin Byard work out in close concert with. And Jason Spray, who is a national former National Strength Coach of the Year, he is a fifth, was a 15-year college strength coach at MTSU. Uh, he is somebody whose opinion I trust when it comes to athletes and supplements. And this is what Jason Spray had to say on his Twitter account. You can follow Coach Spray at Jason Spray on Twitter. And college guys. Yo, what's up, guys? Uh, just real quick, uh, supplements are about to be a, a pretty big topic in sports media, I'm sure, here in the next couple of days. Um, just something to think about, man. College guys, you know, high school guys, pro guys, you never really know what's in the supplement you're taking, all right, because they're not regulated by the FDA. Um, there's a thing called dusting. Make sure you read up on that. Also, you never know what product was on that table before your product slides across to be put in a canister or shoved into some capsule. Um, so at the end of the day, it's just not worth it because I promise you that supplement company is not going to care about you like you do, and you're going to be the one held holding the bag, right? So in my opinion, man, you just can't go wrong with eating whole foods, you know, vegetables, fruits, uh, lean meats, drinking plenty of water, um, you know, do your research on the foods, find out what helps with inflammation, joint health, that kind of thing. Um, just, you know, food is medicine, man. Courtesy of Jason Spray on Twitter. You can follow him at Jason Spray on Twitter. And so with that context, it makes, it makes the idea that Lawan didn't know more palatable. It also means a lot of you aren't going to care because your, your team is significantly hamstrung. Not a Corey Davis hamstring, not a Marcus Mariota hamstring, not a, not a DeMarco Murray hamstring, a Taylor Lewan-sized hamstring, a 6'7", 300 and probably 15 or 320-pound hamstring that you're dealing without in the first month of the season, in all likelihood, if the suspension comes down as we believe it will. This is the situation. And so we've known about this for quite some time. This was something that was kind of swirling out there in the dark web on Titans Twitter 
and in back room, back chat rooms and on Reddit and something that, frankly, I wasn't comfortable. And, and this, perhaps some of you will take this as an excuse, and that's fine. It is my job as somebody who covers your professional football team to deliver to you the best news and analysis as I can. But in this particular situation, I did not trust enough of what was being given to me and where it was coming from. And the fact that I have sources in New York that are saying, no, we don't have anything about Taylor Lewan. And now you understand why, because the drug sam- the, the sample B, the second drug test that has to match the first in order for the suspension to be put into effect, has not yet come across, has not yet been has not yet been put through. And so this is the situation with Taylor Lewan, and it's a difficult one. I, I mean, it's unfortunate. Uh, I, I told the team today that I wanted to tell them before. Uh, it's unfortunate because a lot of media people started to sniff around, started to get a hold of it. And uh, I just wanted to make sure that I was the one to break the news. Uh, this could be one of those things that have would have led into maybe middle of August or maybe towards week one, but I wanted this to be as little of a distraction as possible. And I just wanted to make it clear to them that I uh, didn't take anything knowingly. I know I know what the policy is, and I know people will have their split opinions on it, but I've never done anything uh, knowingly that would cheat the game. It's, uh, you know, I'm getting all my supplements t- tested right now and doing all that, but for the most part, what I said in the video is, uh, is truth. Would you, you add supplements, Taylor, Taylor, that caused this? What's that? Did you add supplements? Well, I, I think it's important. Once, um, me and my wife sat down after the season and after we talked about what happened in week one and everything like that, we started to make a game plan of what's important in, in, uh, after the game of football. And I think it's important to me is to be able to walk around with my daughter and, and uh, you know, have a coherent conversation and, you know, hopefully slow down the effects of what this game could possibly do to you. So we wouldn't seek help from doctors and nutritionists. Um, never once did I ever ask, you know, for anything to be close to cheating or anything like that. We, um, you know, these, these people that I work with are, you know, have worked with other athletes, other, uh, other people of, of status or whatever. And, um, you know, I, I invested a lot of confidence in them. Do you usually get your stuff approved, Taylor, from by the team or by the league, anything like that? So the way, like, it's it's hard to say his stuff approved by the team or the league because there are things like there's NSF certified, and something's NSF certified, it means a third party comes in and tests the supplements that are that you have made for them to test. And so when you make supplements, supplements are made in batches. They have a lot number. You make eighty or hundred of those, and you go to the next one, and then. You know, in between, you don't know what's being put in there or anything like that because the, the FDA doesn't have any regulations on supplements at all, which is something that obviously needs to change and uh, is extremely unfortunate. So it's not, um, you know, you could take an NSF certified supplement, but there's still the possibility of something being there. Uh, I think an example that was told to me, I'm, and uh, I've looked into it a little bit, but, you know, don't put me at the cross if, I, if I'm wrong, but... The three players that failed at Clemson uh, before the ACC championship game, it was also Oster. And uh, it's my understanding that the supplements they were taking were NSF certified from the college. Uh, I don't know if it was from the college, but I know that they were, I, was told, I was told that it was NSF certified. So there's really uh, no way to be 100%. You know? And I'm, I'm working with the, my group of people, and we're going to figure out a, a healthy and safe way to do this so this doesn't come up again. I'm, I don't become a distraction to this team, and I can keep moving forward of you know helping this team win games and, and doing what I came here to do, and, and have been you know 
pay to do. Was your stuff then SF certified? Uh, for the most part, a lot of it was. Uh, I think Thorn was was a big supplement that I was a part of, but I think there was three or four different companies that I was taking. Uh, those things are being tested by a third party right now. So once I get those back, uh, um, I will release that information and let you guys know. My whole thing in this thing is the reason why I put this information out is because I wanted full transparency. And I want my, my biggest goal for putting that video is, you know, if, you know, Adam Schefter or one of you or whoever put this video out, you know, it doesn't give me a, a chance to speak my piece. And there are little kids out there who see 77 on the field and look up to him and want to be him, whether they know my name or not. And I want those kids to know and those people to know that I'm not a cheater. And so th th that's the, the biggest and most important thing for me in this situation. The nutrition. I'm not going to talk about that right now but from a legal standpoint. It's not, it's not fair to do. I will say that since this has come out, he has helped me so much. He's even said he's he'll take a polygraph, and I know there's mixed feelings about that whole situation, but um, he's, he's been extremely helpful, and, for, and right now he's, uh, he's definitely been a very good friend to me in this whole situation. What is your emotions? I guess your emotions in the video kind of speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. How tough is it knowing that this season will start unless you win an appeal, you're not going to be out? Well, the way the appeal process works is like the CBA states it's a strict liability system. So I'm responsible for the things that are in my body, whether it's on the label or not. I know I said that in the video. And so there have been times I've been told about by my agents, by other players, that there's been an appeal process. They've proven, hey, look, this is, this is what the supplement that was tainted. This is the label. It's not on the label. And then the C they, they still come back and say, well, you're responsible because this is what it says. And so you're still suspended. So the appeal process in this situation is much more difficult than an appeal process of like a, a game fine or something like that. How does this change the, uh, your approach to this training camp mm -hmm. and preseason knowing that you can participate there but then right. have to go away for um, my, my My goal in this training camp is to do whatever I can to help the tackles get ready for, for week one. That's the most important thing. It's not about me. I will, you know, my condition will be where it needs to be when I come back. My, my, you know, technique and fundamentals will be as sharp as I can possibly have them be without being on the field with the team working on those things on a day-to-day -day basis. But this whole thing is not about me. This is, this is about the team and me helping out as much as I can to make sure that, you know, it's a smooth transition and I can help, you know, those guys. If I'm working with the twos or something like that, work with whoever's next to me and th that group of guys and get them going and, um, you know, just try to help everybody on every level I can. But the ma main thing is to get ready to play for me, get ready to play for week five and, um, you know, have a successful season and do what I've done for the last few years. You were looking forward, you to, you were looking forward to working next to Roger and mm -hmm. developing that relationship. How does that take a hit? Well, it's obviously going to take a hit because people have to get ready to play week one, but he and I will definitely get together, whether it's after practice and stuff like that, and try to make it so it's as easy of transition as possible. I think, uh, Roger's a pro. I'm a pro. We're going to handle this like pros. And so um, it's, it's, that's very important to us that we have that chemistry with each other. And we started to really develop at OTAs. And we'll continue to do so whether it's during practice or after practice or before practice. Are you aware of the trickiness of this as a possibility? No. Was there any so, question and answer about that going into this process? So, uh, like, the, you know, the key word of this whole thing is being me, being transparent with everything. They tell us every single year that this is the this is the CBA you are you are liable for what's in your system. I never heard of Austrian before. I've looked into it. It's a SARM. People say it's a uh, they they advertise it as a legal steroid, but really what it's for is for osteoporosis. It helps with bone density and muscle wasting. And um, you know it's not like it probably wouldn't be the first pick if you were going to cheat something, especially something that's been banned by WADA since 2007. Uh, but it's, you know, it's one of those things that um, I took the risk by taking a supplement. I take full responsibility for that. 
and I do. I'm, I'm so sorry that I won't be able to be here for the first four games of the season. I, I love the fans here. I love the franchise, and I'm, I'm, I really feel bad about that. However, I don't. Um, I'm not. I'm not really apologetic for. You know, taking something that I didn't know I was taking. How long were you taking it before you got the? It's hard. It, that's hard to say. So my levels. There's always a level, right? And the level I was told by the doctor who, uh, Dr. Lombardo, who runs the third-party uh, testing for the NFL, he told me that my levels were uh, below. That it was below 200, which means I wasn't really getting a benefit out of out of those types of things. Now his argument that to that could be well, when we tested him, it could have been higher a day before, a day after. Um, I got tested in late April or mid-April, the month of April, and and I passed that test. So it must have been something, you know, with a batch or something like that. And, um, you know, I, the test that I took was May 28th. When I received the letter, it was either June 28th or, or between then and, Ju- and July 1st. And um, I took a couple of days with my wife and I, you know, I, she was worried and I told her, like, it's not a big deal. I didn't do anything wrong. Like, that truth will come out. And then, um, you know, it kind of goes back to a liability, a strict liability system that the NFL has. So it, uh, it, it just, for lack of a better word, just sucks. It really it just, it's just a really horrible situation to feel like this and, and to walk into the locker room and um, tell those guys you're not going to be with them for four games. It, it breaks my heart and uh, it's tough, man. But I, I've been very um, candid with John and, and Vrabel and Miss Amy and I've, I told them right away and this wasn't one of those things I was trying to figure out behind the scenes. I've, I've worked with them to make sure, like, listen, like, the whole thing here is I don't want the legacy or whatever I've done um, in the last five years to be to be tarnished because of something like this that was uh, a complete accident that I'm going to try to make up for. Would you How think you look at John Taylor in retrospect? What do you think he could have or should have done differently to make sure this didn't I guess it's, it's, it's really hard because anytime, like I said, anytime you take a supplement, you, you're liable for the things in your body, and there's, it goes back to batches. So when you, and I know I'm, it's kind of being a redundant thing, but, you know, it's, it's hard to keep track of all those things. Now, maybe what I could do next time is, you know, buy in bulk and then get one tested and make sure that test passes, then I know that lot number is correct. And there's a lot of things that I'm working through right now to make sure because I, I, I truly think it's really important for, athletes to take supplements not just to have big muscles and look great in the uniform but it's important for your brain and uh, your joints your health for after football as well and those are things that a lot of times with modern day diets you're not going to really get and so it's important and it's me finding that balance and um just making sure I don't get to put in a situation like this again to, to hurt the team any further. What's the reaction, what's the reaction or I guess support been like uh, since you told your teammates? Uh, it's been incredibly supportive. Uh, those guys have been awesome. You know, KB came up to me. I, I spoke with the team before, like I said, uh, and I told them, like I said, I, I wish I could have said something to them before. Uh, unfortunately, because of the circumstances, I, I, I had to. I wanted to make sure it came from me and nobody else to begin with. But those guys have been uh, so supportive. They know how hard I work, and they know how much I, you know, want to do for this team, and they'll continue to try to do for this team behind the scenes for now until I'm able to play again. Just you said you want to be able to walk around have a coherent conversation. What the things that you added that you were taking? What exactly were they designed to? Do? So a lot, a lot of stuff I was taking was really for brain health. Uh, it was for and for inflammation. Inflammation is a huge thing in the body that can you know, really hurt you in, in the future if you let it, you know, stock up enough and. And so uh, I was told by a, a doctor after my head injury of week one that a brain's a lot like an ankle in a way that if you, you keep putting that compounding the shots and hits on it, that eventually you're going to have a bum ankle. 
eventually have a, a, a bum brain. Now, the NFL is doing a much better job of making us sit out, uh, having a neutral doctor come in and test you and all that. And I think it's trending in the right direction. But for me, it was important. Man, it, a lot changes when you have a two-year-old daughter as opposed to, you know, when you're just riding solo, <laughs> running up and down Demumbrian on tin roof and stuff like that, you know? Taylor, so, what is the... I don't know if I'm missing a piece of this or not, but mm-hmm. is the real answer to just take all the stuff that you want to take, give it to this team's training staff, and say, you tell me what's legal so that if this ever happens, you at least have the cover of saying, hell, if they don't know, who would know? Well, so... I don't believe that the team would take on that responsibility because they can give me, I can say, here's a supplement, here's a label. And they'll say, well, according to the NFL, there's nothing, nothing's banned on here, and you're totally fine. However, because there's no regulations with these supplement companies, that same supplement company that the NFL says are fine or the Titans says are fine could easily, the next batch of things could come in and something could be contaminated in it, and then I, that's, that's not probably something that they want to, be responsible for, and I, I don't want to be responsible for. I think I'll have a better way to go about this, and every time I have information, I'll make sure everybody knows. But um, I think that one of the best things to do is maybe, like I said, buy in bulk, have your supplements that you know are good good for you, are, are approved, test one of those so it's the same lot number. One of those comes back, okay, there's nothing bad in here. Now I have those 20 or 30 supplements to use for the next month and a half, two months. Another player went through this. A couple years ago, and he was able to push it off until week six, mm-hmm. as far as the suspension is concerned. Is that not something that, that you're considering? You just I, well, it on it's one of those things. It's I don't know how long this could have been pushed off, and my thought process, and I, I spoke with John and Brable about this, is I don't want to be a distraction to this team. I want to help this team, and I and I know that this is putting a, a big damper on you know the fans of this team, the city, and everything like that. And I want this to come and go as fast as possible. So it's important that it was important coming from me, and it's important for me to prove that I'm not a cheater. And then th- those are the main things that came into this decision. Now, if I could have strung it out for a game or two, well, you know, it's never a good time to miss a game. So I mean, I'd rather tell my truth and you know everything that's right and, and move past that. Did you there some pieces of the, the CBA, Taylor? I mean. In that one section that, that they kind of encourage, like if you have any questions regarding supplement, here's a one eight hundred yeah. number. You know, here's a guy to talk to. Do you feel like you should have done that? Or? Well, I, I did. I had um, I had my my nutritionist and my doctors go and the, I had made sure they looked into everything. And there's, you know, there's an app you can use also that you scan the barcode and it'll tell you, hey, this is green for really good, or it's in the yellow, or it's red, and it's not it's not good. All the supplements I'm taking, from my understanding, would be in the, and would would have been in the green. Like I keep going back to there's no there are no regulations for supplements. Yet there's zero regulations on it. So it's um it's 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 a flip of the coin sometimes and it seems like and you always I always sat there and thought, well that's not gonna happen to me. I'm I'm smart about this, I've looked into stuff, I educate myself and unfortunately um I I I'm gotta do a better job of that. Taylor, like, how hard will those four weeks be for you to be away from your team? It's gonna kill me. Uh it's gonna be a horrible feeling to sit there on Sundays and have to watch on a TV, to come to a facility I've been coming to for five years and know that I'm not even allowed to come in. It's uh, it's gonna it's gonna break my heart. It breaks my heart now just talking about it. But um, I think over the process of these last couple of weeks, I've taken that time to mourn, you know, feel sorry for myself. You know, I made that video uh, a week or so ago in hopes of releasing it today, and and that that's 
that's that was a real emotion and it does make me emotional from time to time but now is no longer the time to feel sorry for myself it's to make sure that people know the truth and people know where I was coming from and I never met any ill intention by this and I'm taking full responsibility for the, the suspension and that's what's most important is I'm not running from anything but it's going to absolutely kill me to know that I won't be able to help the boys out and you know if there is a loss or something like that, you always wonder, is there something I could have done or something like that? So it, that's a, it's a, it's a heartbreaking thing. But, you know, I, I think this is this will in turn eventually become a good thing. And it'll, it'll help me, you know, be a better leader, be a better teammate, and uh, play much, much harder than I already do. Taylor, in the, in the whole Sorry, right, picture I take of this thing, do players feel like the NFL has created a system where you're damned if you do and damned if you don't? And we really don't know where to turn to avoid what you are talking about. I think I think it's hard for the NFL to make everybody happy in every situation. And as for, speaking on this specific one, it's hard because you know there is an appeal process and there's an opportunity to prove that you haven't done anything. However, the way it's written in the CBA, it's you know you're guilty once that's in in your system. They test the B bottle. The, what I was told is there's a 99.5% chance, this is from the doctor that does the testing, that it's the same, the exact same. So, you know, I wouldn't have released that video if that B-bottle hasn't already been tested. So just to clarify, you're not appealing? No, I, I will appeal, absolutely, because I'm, I'm, I'm innocent. Like, I, I will, I'm innocent from the standpoint I've never knowingly took anything. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll be appealing. I'll go through all that process, and that, me and my agents will handle that, that part, and it's um, – you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's pretty it's pretty written black and white in the CBA, but I will definitely go through that process for sure. Thanks, Taylor. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Okay, that was Taylor Lewan from the podium today at St. Thomas Sports Park. Uh, Mike Vrabel, or excuse me, John Robinson, and then Mike Vrabel followed him shortly after. Uh, the commentary from both of those guys with, was that Taylor had told them uh, a couple weeks ago, and right when he found out. And so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take them at their word. We have no reason to doubt them otherwise. It's interesting, though, that the team didn't find out until yesterday if those two were informed several weeks ago. Just something that stuck out to me. Uh, also of note, the fact that Lawan is still advocating for supplements for brain and for bone health as a professional athlete. And I think that's, I think that's interesting. I feel like a lot of athletes feel the same way that he does. Now, of course, it is incumbent upon him to understand what he's putting in his body, as I mentioned, off the top. But I thought, again, he was fantastic today, to his credit. He stood up there and he took every bit of our questions until we ran out and then uh, was gracious with his time. So uh, kudos to Taylor Lewan. I I, I feel for him. I really do, because I believe him. I know a lot of you won't. And that is, in, again, entirely your right. But based on the information I have and based on how he's handled this and how I know things have gone behind the scenes, I, I trust that Taylor Lewan did not know what he was putting in his body. Now, it doesn't matter, as, as you heard discussed ad nauseum throughout that press conference in terms of what the NFL's policy is. But this is the case. And so now we move to some analysis with ESPN's Mina Kimes. 
back here on the 615 Sessions, A to Z Sports, A to Z Sports Nashville.com. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about our next guest after our previous interaction and, and the results uh, being my my Twitter mentions just simply flooded with Andrew <laughs> Luck memes, memes. She is Mina Kimes, senior writer for ESPN, at Mina Kimes on Twitter. Hello, Mina. There are worse uh, NFL players to be compared to than Andrew Luck. Like, I, I would take that if I were you. No, I, physical appearance, I can't. The neck beard, the, <laughs> he's, he's a caveman. I, I just, I simply cannot accept it, Mina. Uh, I, I think I saw he's an MVP favorite, though, now, or he's definitely up there in the odds. So you got that going for you. <laughs> I t- I'll take what I can get. Uh, so the objective today was to have you and Laura Oakman on the same podcast and have it air tomorrow. But since there has been developing news as it regards to the Tennessee Titans, the local professional football team, I figure we do a little bit of an emergency pod with you oh, and boy. put it out today. So I guess... Your initial thoughts on the Taylor Lewan probable four-game suspension and what that means for their week one opener against Cleveland and Miles Garrett. Not great. Not, not, I, <laughs> not great, Bob. Uh, and by the way, it's not just Cleveland and Miles Garrett. It's Cleveland and Miles Garrett, Olivia Vernon, Larry Ogunjobi, and Sheldon Richardson. That defensive line is absolutely insane yep. right now. Um, so that's 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 uh, suboptimal, shall we say. And it's funny, we did the AFC uh, South preview pod a few weeks ago on my podcast, Me and Kime Show, and you know, when you're when you're looking at this team, you, you want you feel good about the offensive line. Like that's that's the safe spot, and to not have a certainty there is a concern. The Mina Kime Show featuring Lenny, of course. You can check out the latest episode that she did with Danny Kelly of The Ringer, the big homie, uh, and K.J. Wright, Seattle Seahawks linebacker. It is available wherever podcasts can be found. Rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, I look at this, Mina, and they're they're in such a hard, uh, a difficult position because I am somebody who listens to The Mina Kime Show oh, wow. featuring Lenny regularly, of course, and... <laughs> When you and Dominique Foxworth, who has been a guest on this show uh, graciously before, when you guys got to the Titans, uh, it, it sounded painful <laughs> in terms of the tone of your of both of your voice, and and I and I I'm, I understand that. Like after after watching every one of their games for the past three years, I understand why it is that people view the Tennessee Titans with kind of. Disdain is almost almost the word, but you are somebody who has been a fan fra- a fan favorite. Tighten up. <laughs> what, what, why the change? Well, I don't I don't know about disdain. Uh, I don't I know. Think... I get I get close sometimes when they when they're dragging <laughs> Cleveland into a double overtime twelve to nine game. That just oh god. Can't... I think what you know. I'll tell you about this. What frustrates I think a lot of people, maybe in the national media, about the Titans generally um, is football analysts really like to be right. And to be able to predict things. And I think the Titans in recent years have been a little frustrating because it, they've been kind of impossible to predict because of the inconsistency of Marcus Mariota, right? Like, it would be a lot easier in some ways if we could come out and say, hey, this guy stinks. Or, hey, he's really good. But I don't think anyone has the answer to that question with him. And I think that's what's so frustrating about the Titans is because of, you know, not only the injuries, but the turnover at coordinator, the lack of uh, reliability at the receiver position, some of the play calling at times. It's just been impossible to pin down Mariota. And even going into the season, I don't know how I feel. No, it's it's totally fair. I mean, we, we here locally don't know how to feel about Marcus Mariota. In fact, I mean, the only... 
The only reason there's, I, I would imagine, more confidence here locally than there seems to be nationally with people picking them to go six and ten and two and fourteen, as I saw Connor Orr two did. Two and fourteen. Connor, Connor Orr on SI was not not doing them any favors. Uh, I don't agree he, with that. When he was well, neither neither do a lot of people, and 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 frankly, <laughs> I I. Not, I don't want to sound like a homer because I'm not a Titans fan. I just happen to cover them. This is the best roster that I've seen from them in probably, in I think, without question in the four years that I've been covering them. And yet I look at Marcus and I say, well, that's the one thing. If something is going to drag them down, if something is going to hamstring them, not to be cute because he's dealt with hang, hamstring injuries before as well as everything else under the sun, uh, it is it is Marcus Mariota, and I I can't for the life of me. I wrote something the, the other day for our website, a sportsnashville.com that compared him to Alex Smith in terms of San Francisco Alex Smith before Andy Reid got the best at him and when he was dealing with uh, offensive coordinator turnover and injuries and inconsistent play and is this guy any good or is he is he capable of being a long-term starter in the NFL or even maintaining an NFL career because that's not even a certainty at this point and I look at him and I say well I, I don't know what the hell to make of you because I don't even know if you if you're still dealing with the nerve issues that kept you yeah. out of week 17 when the last time anybody nationally saw you Blaine Gabbert was playing your team out of the postseason well I think the hope on the offense is that they will be in a better place to make a decision about Mariota that they'll have better information to work with this year right like granted yes obviously they're changed again at the coordinator you know at least they're going in-house right um and they did improve the receiving core i like the additions they made i loved you know adding aj brown was my favorite receiver in the draft i liked humphreys um the ageless delaney walker returning is important uh but you know it's funny we always talk about how um mariota and winston it's like their fates are tied together and it is I think perfect that both of those teams are like they're in decision mode now. They have to figure out what they're going to do at the quarterback position. I don't know. I don't have a concrete answer for what either team should do in my mind. But I do think that assuming the the you know Taylor thing doesn't help, but I think assuming injuries don't happen on offense, they will be in a better position to at least evaluate Mariota this year. Yeah, without question. Now, somebody who you just wrote your uh, your long-form piece on, Baker Mayfield for ESPN.com. You can check that out uh, on ESPN. Uh, the article you wrote about Baker Mayfield and, and how he is an underdog no more and he will face the Tennessee Titans in week one. And as you said, analysts don't like to be wrong. And this is the kind of game that the Tennessee Titans exist to foul up. For the, for the team that's coming in to the season with a bunch of hype as they did to the Eagles and the Patriots last year and the Cowboys and so on and so forth. Uh, what, what, did you, what did you learn? What was the, 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 the biggest takeaway that you had from spending time with Baker Mayfield uh, and writing your piece for ESPN? I think my biggest takeaway was just being around Mayfield in person. I witnessed firsthand sort of the charisma that I've heard described, whether it's by Hugh Jackson with his weird Pie Piper analogy <laughs> or by, you know, teammates from college and the pros, you always hear, wow, this guy is like crazy uh, charismatic and he walks into a room and he owns it. But sometimes you don't really believe it until you see it 
firsthand. So I was very struck by that. I was struck by his ability to just connect with people super quickly and get them to buy in. He has gotten an entire city to buy in so quickly. And I think that's going to be relevant this year because the questions about the Browns, aside from, I think, the offensive line, which does deserve some uh, football questions, um, most of the questions are just kind of about chemistry and leadership and coaching and what's just kind of we okay they've got all these great pieces and this roster on paper looks fantastic but how is it all going to fit together and i think knowing how baker is and how i guess what he's like as a leader makes me believe that they'll be able to put it all together you you mentioned that he's gotten cleveland and and really it seems the country to buy into baker mayfield and and why wouldn't we i mean for god's sakes do you know what I would give to have Marcus Mario to have even a shred, an, a one one hundredth, the personality <laughs> of Baker Mayfield as he sits here and gets ready to bury me and God knows how many more cliches when training camp for the Tennessee Titans opens up mm-hmm. tomorrow. But is is there any reason to to approach him with caution? I guess heading into this year because Lamar Jackson and Sam Darnold and the other rookie quarterbacks who were taken last year there seemed to be the narrative as there as there typically is okay well now that teams and defenses have film on them here is how they're going to be stopped they will find the limitations that each quarterback has but Baker doesn't really seem to run into that in the analysis that I've read of him is is that something that is that is concerning at all to you I am not concerned about him off the field I think you know, he has to develop, you know, and he did develop over the course of his rookie season. Um, you saw him improve and a lot of the little things that you don't always see in rookie quarterbacks, getting rid of the ball quickly, right? Um, making better decisions. Those are things he's going to continue, have to continue improving upon if they want to be a, make a deep playoff run, which is that's where the hype is right now. It's not even just winning the division. It's going deep into the postseason. Um, Thoughts and prayers for Mike to... Ryan, no doubt. <laughs> exactly. Mike Ryan, uh, he's realistic about it, but uh, only to an extent. But, yeah, I think you're going to want to see, um, and the Browns would like to see him just continue maturing at all of those small things. And yeah, there's, like, a lot of little things, too, that I can point out. Like, he's better uh, when he rolls to his right than his left. So, you'd want to see him better at that. But when you're talking about like rolling left and rolling right, and you know, you're in a good spot because Baker Mayfield, as he was coming out of college is one of the most accurate young quarterbacks I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to be in Cleveland for week one. I'm excited to see how this, how this game plays out. I don't know how you feel now. I don't know if an $80 million left tackle is enough to swing your feelings on the Titans Browns week one, uh, any any inclinations as we sit here today, July 24th? I, I, I think the tackle is actually a huge problem. I think because of the aforementioned Browns defensive line, uh, Marcus Mariota is going to be under crazy, crazy pressure um, in, in this game in particular, and that's concerning. Um, you know, I do like – we didn't talk about the – the Titans defense, I really like the secondary. Um, you know, a lot of studs at the linebacker position now. But I, I think in terms of the pass rush, the Browns uh, yeah, the Browns have a better pass rush right now than Tennessee. Well, and, I, and I think that could end up being the difference in this game. God knows it was last year against the Ravens when they lost 21 to nothing and Marcus Mariota got sacked 11 times and physically. 11 See, times. 11 times. It, it was it – was, 
it was sad to watch from the press box, Mina. Honest to God, I I felt I felt legitimate pain for him. God knows, and I mean, we know how he ended up feeling because that was kind of the tipping point to where the injuries started to accumulate yeah. and everything that happened in week one in Miami with the weird nerve injury that he couldn't feel his uh, ring finger and his pinky finger and his throwing hand. And So what better way to start than week one <laughs> in Cleveland without your well, franchise left tackle and I'll, a quarterback just, who you're not certain can stay upright? I'll say this about that game. That was a – I call it a, like a typo style where you look at it, you think it's a typo. Uh, and then I was so curious about it, I went back and watched because I didn't watch the game live. Uh, watch all the sacks. A lot of those were Marcus Mariota's fault. Mm-hmm. So that's something he's really got to improve upon. We'll find out this year. It's an important <laughs> one for Marcus Mariota. She is Mina Kimes. Follow her on Twitter at Mina Kimes. Listen to her on the Mina Kimes show featuring Lenny, the at the latest episode with Danny Kelly of The Ringer. And Seahawks linebacker KJ Wright is available now. And check out her piece for .com on Baker Mayfield, who the Titans will see in week one. Mean, I greatly appreciate you stopping by. No problem. Bye, Buck. All right. Shout out to Mina Kime. Shout out to you guys for being patient with me as I try to put this podcast together. It's been kind of a, a, a jumble the past couple days with trying to keep on top of the news, trying to stay ahead of the news, and then still trying to put out a podcast in timely fashion. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the insight and analysis, the reporting that we were able to do here from A to Z Sports Mina's time, uh, very gracious uh, with it to come on here short notice to talk about the Titans and the Browns after the Lawan suspension with me. Shout out Mina Kimes. Check out her podcast uh, and make sure that you are rating, reviewing, and subscribing to her podcast just as you rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast here on the 615 Sessions. You guys are honestly the best. I, I Your support has helped this show grow in leaps and ways that you cannot imagine, leaps and bounds. And so I'm grateful to you for that. So be sure that you are sharing, rating, reviewing. It helps us grow, continue to grow. And it is going to be a big time to grow as training camp practice takes off officially 9.50 a.m. I'll be over at St. Thomas Sports Park to begin 2019 Titans training camp. So be sure you're following me at Buck Rising, following A to Z Sports at A to Z Sports on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. We will have all of the content there. That being said, I am Buck Rising, reminding you, Nashville, to stay hot. We will talk to you Tuesday, right here on the 615 Sessions, when we are joined by Laura Oakman of the NFL on Fox, brought to you by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com.